morning. I'm going to be reading part of Paul's closely regained argument about why faith is important. You'll be relieved to know I won't be summarizing it or preaching from it. I'm just going to read Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. But I thought you might like to know what therefore is therefore. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's eyes by faith, we have peace with God. Because, what, because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and where we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for, they, for we know that they help us develop character and endurance and endurance develops strength of character. Character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given his, us his Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for our sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. God's name be blessed through the public reading of his words. I love how this passage that Beth has chosen talks about being friends with God. Um, the next 10 minutes is not going to do any justice to Romans 5. So thanks, Beth, for giving me such a tough passage to preach for, for 10 minutes. But it's friends with God. And I think that's, that's what we're here about today, to testify, to witness Beth's friendship with Jesus. And what does it look like? And how has it come to that place? And Paul, who, who's written this letter to this group of believers, was himself in trouble. He was a man who was actually very rigorous, very strict with the laws and keeping up to all the standards to the point that he became irrational, to the point that he couldn't care less about what other things were being impacted. He just wanted to keep to the law until he meets with the resurrected Christ. 
And he's got that encounter from being turned from a terrorist when he goes to, to persecute people to know Christ as his own savior. And that's why he's got the guts really to write to this group of believers what he's written, talking about peace with God, talking about friendship with God, talking about actually embracing God. Because he has realized that with his own efforts, he's tried, like he tells in the other letters, that he ticks all the boxes, but it has not brought him to that place that he's writing to the Romans about. And the way that Nicola started um, reading is that therefore, and the first thing that he says is that because we've got this faith, because I have set my faith in Jesus, now I have peace with God. And here for the word peace is not just a sense of feeling or sensation, but it's a declaration. It's that word that when two nations are in animosity and they declare peace, no war. And this is the status that Paul is experiencing because he has encountered something bigger than his self-achieving, whatever he wanted to do, the way he wanted to do. He has discovered something which is greater than himself. He has discovered God's love. So, as we think a little bit about this, I just wanted to stop at the verse that Beth has asked me to, to, to share a few thoughts about, and then just give you some time to reflect a little bit of that. When Beth was reading through Romans, she came across the different things that Romans, the book of Romans brings, but she says that her mind was stuck in chapter 5, verses 6. And... In order to make that complete, I want to read again verses 6 to 8. Then it says, while we were still, sorry, still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person. Though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us. Then while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So it's interesting how Paul shows here the contrast, the sharp contrast between God's love and man's love. And by default as humans, we are reticent to lay down our life for good causes and law-abiding people. But God's Son accepted the death and the cross for those who are truly unworthy. I love how Paul says here, when we were totally helpless, when we we're totally without strength, it comes from the Greek, and ungodly. So basically, what he's saying here is that we as people lack the power to live as we ought to live, even though we have the power to live as we wish. Because our standards are very low. 
And what Paul means by ungodly is that we lack the attitude of reverence and our correct understanding of who God is. And we fail to make that distinction. And therefore, in that condition, we know that we can be self-sufficient, we know that we can do whatever we want to do, and yet we lack something. We lack the spiritual capacity. And therefore, it's good then to come to that place of recognizing that only God can rescue us from that place. So the question that I've got for us today is, we've sang about this deep, deep love of Jesus. We've heard about this deep, deep love of God that is unconditional. What are we going to do in response to that? What we're going to hear very soon is Beth sharing her testimony, talking about how she's responded to that love of God. But each and every one of us today have got an opportunity to respond to this love. And again, I want to repeat that we lack the power to live as we ought to, even though we have the power to live as we wish. And in this place, God still loves us. And while we are in this state, God sends his son for us because he loves us, because he loves you. Because actually, in this world that we, we so freely say, who cares, there's one that cares for us. God cares because you are his creation, because he loves you to the point that although you are utterly helpless, he still wants to show that he loves and he cares for you. And this love has come with a cost. And as Iron reminded us in the beginning of the service, this cost is his most precious thing, Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross, who was buried, and who was resurrected because he didn't want you to live as you wish, but he wanted to live you to embrace the life that he gives. And therefore, we respond to that love. I want to finish with verses um, 9 and 10, that because of what Jesus has done, and because of what has happened to us in response to accepting our, what Jesus has done on the cross by putting our faith in him, then we are reconciled. And because we are reconciled with God, we know our state, then we become his children. And because you and I have got this right to become his children, then Paul says, we rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ with whom we have received this reconciliation. This is the power of the gospel. That from being enemies, from being turning our head, our, our backs to God, now we can embrace him and respond to his love. And I think that's what Beth is doing today. 
She's recognized where she is. She's recognized what she needs. And she says, I want to commit my life to this love. And if you have not done that, you've got that opportunity to do that today. You've got that opportunity to do that tomorrow. But please don't neglect it. So if you've got questions, come and talk to me. Come and talk to one of the guys that you see here in the front leading. Um, and by all means, we'll be very happy to talk to you about our journey of faith. But this is a community of believers in God who have set our faith and trust in Jesus because we have responded to his love. And we would love to see more people to do that as the days go by. But God wants every believer in him to enjoy his relationship, her relationship with him. So Beth, as you come to this day today and you declare your faith, God wants you to enjoy that relationship that you've got with him. And God wants you to be blessed and to be a blessing for others. So continue strong by declaring your faith and proclaiming what he means for you. Lot for us as well. And we, we look forward to seeing what God has got in store for you for the coming years. So God cares, God loves us, and God wants us to enjoy our relationship with him. And we've got response to make what are we going to do are we going to respond to god's love or are we going to carry on as we wish i'll leave that with you because each and every one of us have to make that decision god doesn't have grandchildren he's got only sons and daughters the question i'm asking today are you his son are you his daughter and if not, you've got an opportunity to be adopted and to be a son and daughter of God. Let's pray, and then we'll hear from Beth, her testimony. So, Lord, we know that there is nothing that can separate us from your love. Your words says that death or life cannot separate us from your love. And we pray that as we hear from your word, as we hear from the testimony of Beth, that we would respond to your love today. We will all sense it, we will all feel it, and we will know in our hearts that you love us, and you care for us, and you want to give us life. So I pray, Lord, that the word that we have heard give fruit for your kingdom. Give us life. We'll restore and renew our faith in you. In Jesus' name. Amen.